Hello, hello. 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 <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up? We got Kim and Tony in here so far. Man, it's been two weeks since we've Bama done Phoenix the show. Phoenix is here. And we're glad to be back. Yes. Because yesterday, well, we were kind of worried about doing the show tonight. It's Memorial Day Eve. weekend. And a lot of people are out of town. They're doing their thing. We, Most of y'all probably just saw tons of pictures of people out at the pool and grilling out. And we're like, well, do they have time for it? Do they not? I don't guess it matters because people can go back and listen to this show. Right. I think what happens is I personally, I don't know how you feel about it, but I invest a lot uh, in how many people watch live between Facebook and Twitch, and we forget about the people that go back and listen to the audio. I, I don't think we have a whole lot of people that go back and watch the video. I mean, there's right. some, but most of it comes from the audio format mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. Mo- looking at our numbers, most of the people listen on Apple Podcasts. Second place is probably Spotify, and then there's a few other apps, but... Um, I don't think we give those guys enough credit because that's yeah. where most of it that's where most of it comes from. Well, the original idea was to have a place where once a week we could all kind of come together and hang out and chit chat about whatever's going on at the time. Um, we didn't expect it to grow to an additional audience of uh, people, I guess, listening to the replay. So that's pretty cool. And one of the things that helped us. To, that kept us from making excuses tonight as to why we're not going to do the show, because we do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, we get tired. <laughs> um, was at the Jawbone Jam on Thursday night, mm-hmm. which, for those of you that don't know, that's the radio station's big birthday party. Um, we had so many people come up to us and tell us, hey, I listen to y'all's podcast. No, oh, yeah. Telling really telling it to you because you're <laughs> yeah. you're the star of the I podcast. I had quite a few people coming up to me and were like, "You're Trish, hey." Yeah. I'm like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" <laughs> and they're like, "We love listening to y'all's podcast." Yeah, it was very cool. So yeah, it was. Um, Can I tell a cool. story about that night? Sure. You don't know I'm about to tell the story, but so I typically get off work at six o'clock. You guys know I work from home. I happened to get off at five that night because I wanted to get down there. And you know how you are. You want to take pictures of your loved one doing whatever it is they're doing. So I wanted to get down there in time to take pictures of Andrew um, on air at the Jawbone Jam. So I hurried down there. I double parked knowing I was probably going to get towed because, you know, Andrea Lindenberg got towed the the last ball. uh, What's it called? She calls it the Bone Jam Brawl. I call it the the Bone Jam Brawl. I can't get it right. Because you can't remember the name. I can't remember the name of it right. Anyway, so... I double parked, I run inside, grab him off the air, and take him outside. When we come back in, Bama Phoenix is inside. So we come in, and I talk to him while Andrew runs to the restroom. Andrew's got to be on stage, but he just had to go help me with my double parking situation. So he goes to the bathroom, he comes out, he meets Bama, not realizing it was Bama Phoenix, okay? Um, I take a picture and everything and the night progresses. We set a table up upstairs for everybody to sit at, but because we didn't do the show last week, we didn't tell everyone we're going to have a table for you guys come upstairs and sit with us. So that night we get home and Andrew's like, I'm really disappointed that no one made it out from the podcast. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? Bam Phoenix was there. He's like, he was? And I was you took a picture with him. And he's like, I did. Oh my God, I feel horrible. He spent like 30 minutes beating himself up about, he was so upset that he didn't realize the moment because he was trying to rush to get on stage that he met the Bama Phoenix, the one and only. And I didn't realize it. He was so hurt. (laughs) Once we got home, it, here's the thing. It's like, it is weird. It's, it's weird for me. I Mm. I had a lot of anxiety at between uh, getting off, uh, or getting off air between that point and like getting on stage. getting my first beer like oh. that, <laughs> yeah forget the stage thing uh. so I, it was just so nerve-wracking for me just because it was such a big night we put so much work into it and uh you know there there were people coming up to me and saying stuff to me and hi and everything else and I don't think people realize how introverted you are. Yeah, yeah. He's very introverted. Now, on the radio, he doesn't sound like he is, but in person, he's a very, like, here, Trish, you talk for me. Yeah. He's very introverted. So, you know, Bama Phoenix, who I didn't know was Bama Phoenix at the time, (laughs) I just just assumed he was another listener. So I was like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, and we go out and handle her car or whatever and come back in. After under the restroom, I come out and Trish is talking to what turned out to be Bama Phoenix. And I don't know if y'all didn't say the term Bama Phoenix because I would have, you know, realized at that point that's I who it I was. I think I just called him Bama. And so, you know, I, but honestly, what I thought was that Bama Phoenix was actually an old co- co-worker of Trish of or she knew him or something. And so I just kind of was like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> you know, thanks for, thanks for listening to the radio, you know? And then we took a picture together, which we were doing with several people, and then we just went on. And I'm once she told me that night when we got home, that was Bama Phoenix. I felt so absolutely he felt awful. <laughs> I did. I was like, I didn't. I didn't give Bama Phoenix enough. Like I just, he's not just like everybody you else. Guys are like, family. Was, like you guys have been with us for what, uh, like a year and a half now, something like that. And this so still stresses me out. The way about I that. felt about meeting Kim, you know, I felt that way about meeting Bama as well. And but I got to spend like ten minutes talking to him because you were in the bathroom and getting water and all that stuff. So Bama Phoenix, <laughs> I, I'm giving you. This is my formal apology for you for not giving you enough. Um, I even went out of my way that night once we were home of trying to figure out how to send a private <laughs> message on Twitch. And I think I, I think I did. I think I pulled it off, but uh, I don't know if Bama Phoenix uh, saw it. He was like, I've got to find his real name because we just know you by Bama Phoenix. Yeah. He's all night searching. I mean, for 30 minutes, he just kept pacing the floor in the, in the living room. I was like, babe, it's going to be okay. Oh, and he's like, I feel so bad. Like, I, I don't did. know. I felt awful. Anyway, we had a table upstairs. I saw you walking around from upstairs, but I couldn't get your attention. It was too loud in there. Um, But we had a few people that made it up there. Jamie and Mark made it upstairs. Um, I sent you some pictures. Do you want to show the pictures? Yeah, we'll show some pictures. Yeah. Uh, And by the way, uh, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Blunt County Tactical. Yes. We just found that out. But Nathan, (laughs) Nathan says it's... That's uh, that's our official sponsor for tonight. Nice. 
For real, though, y'all, I, I mean, no lie, get out there to Blunt County Tactical. They'll be back open on Tuesday, and uh, they got some great deals going on, especially for you guys that listen to not just uh, the, the radio show, but this podcast. Just make sure you mention us when you go in there, and he's going to take care of you. I assure you of that. 925 2nd Avenue East, right there in Aniana. Look at that. I remember. Look at that. Hold on. Let's see if I can remember the phone number. 205. He says he's going to cash at me. 205-625-3797. Is that right? Don't look at me. Did I get that right? I don't even know my own phone number. He says I was totally kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm telling people <laughs> to go to Blunt County Tactical, it. Tony says he's going to go down there. He's got to get himself strapped. It's crazy, man. I mean, uh, I, I y'all hear me talk about it on the show, but... The world's crazy right now. So crazy. And there's this is the time you got to get down there. In 24 months interest-free financing, you can literally go down there, get whatever you want in the store, and not have to pay a dime that day. You got two years to pay it off. You're talking about adding 20, 30, 40 bucks uh, you know, a month to, to literally protect your family. Like, is that not worth it? Come on. There's a little blue one that I want for my birthday. I Don't know. you notice me? Comment. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. All right. Uh, let's see. Pictures from the Jawbone Jam. There's my man, Big Dave, in the house. What's up, Dave? Big Dave. Kim says she needs more ammo, by the way. All right. Uh, here we go. Jawbone Jam pictures. Y'all have seen this one on my social media. Let me put us in here real quick. I didn't take great pictures that night. I'm a little ashamed of my camera work. That's all right. <laughs> That's not my picture, by the way. Someone else took that. <laughs> this is my favorite picture of the radio people. Mm-hmm. I, I just, honestly, I went around stealing people's pictures on Facebook. Yeah. People on my feed was full of different listeners and stuff posting pictures. And I'm like, man, they'll be all right if I just steal some pictures. Here's Turd Ferguson. Look at it. Can we appreciate Leland's face right there for a second? I know. He's he looks like he's, he looks like a legit rock star. He looks like he's legit dropping a turd Ferguson. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, what's next? Oh, how cute. How cute. There's Mama Lindenberg and me and Trish. <laughs> Andre Lindenberg in the house. More turd Ferguson with Leland. What else? Whoops. Let me... Hold on. What happened? Uh, That's Jamie and Mark. Wow, what a what a picture that is. I know. Is. All my pictures turned out horrible. <laughs> Mark and Jamie. We love Mark and Jamie. That's There's a better picture of Turd Ferguson. More Turd Ferguson. Yeah. And then I think that's... No? Hold on. There's AJ. What am I doing? There's no time. Look, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Good Lord. Why did you send me that picture? I only had two. The other one, neither one of you were. Actually, I thought I sent you the one of you looking. And there's me and Bama Phoenix. That, look at how genuinely happy you look in that picture. Well, it doesn't matter because I don't know who the guy is at that can, point. Hold on. Can we also discuss how you look in pictures with me versus other people? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the smile looks so forced in pictures with me. Come That's on, so funny. Come on, 
And uh-huh. here's Andrew on the air. Because I had high. to get my pictures. I'm looking high. He can't just smile for me. He has to make some kind of a face. Is that all of them? No. Or is there one more? That was in the part. Did, see how you do that grit your teeth smile in pictures with me? Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't know how to smile. <laughs> we were out in the wind in that picture. Your hair is crazy. I know. Crazy. Anyway, that is um that is our jawbone experience. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. I think Trish did as well. I did. There were so many nice people we met. Let's see. Karen, Lauren, Michelle, Amber. I'm trying to remember all of the names of people that say they listen to the podcast as well as the show. One lady said that she wanted to have uh, five of Del Jackson's babies. <laughs> we had a wild night that night. That's the same lady that wanted us to get married right there at the place, and she was like, "I'll notarize it right now." That's true. They were, uh, <laughs> they were uh, ready to marry us right then and there on the stage. I know. Um, what else? It was just, it was crazy. You know, being the first one. And I, I've been to Jawbone Jams in the past, and you know, a few people come up and say hi or whatever because they hear me filling in. But being a part of the team was so different, mm-hmm. and just I'm I'm y'all know this I'm I'm hypercritical of all my shows. I mean, what? How many? How often do I come home and say I had a really good show today? Once every two weeks, maybe twice a month, something maybe, like yeah. that. <laughs> and so to have so many people come up and talk about how much they love the show, and people coming up to me and being like. You're going to be big one day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, look at me. I'm big now. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> but they're like, you're, you're going you're gonna to be big time one day. And I'm just like, wow, I appreciate that. Yeah. Of course, you know, again, I'm, I'm super awkward, so I don't know how to uh, like react to it. Just, <laughs> you're like, here, talk to Trish. <laughs> I just turn around and walk away when they say that stuff. And they're like, what a jerk. No, nah, they don't think that. No, we, uh, we hung out with everybody and had a good time. Okay, so... My biggest question from the night is, who won the auctions? We had several auction... um, Silent auction. Silent auction... um, Items. Wars going on. Oh. We had um, two people with us that were both bidding on something. And one of the ladies at the table next to us was going back and forth with Amy on a particular item. I want to know who got it. You're talking about the water system? Yes, hmm. because the lady at the table next to us, she'd run downstairs and bid and come back up and be like, I just I just bid above you again. <laughs> and then Amy would go downstairs and fix her bid and come back up. And it was, it was just back and forth all night. Yeah, we don't find out until next week. I mean, I could probably oh. find out Tuesday, but they're, they're calling the winners uh, next week to let them know they won and then they got to pay, you know, whatever. Gotcha. Uh, Tony said I didn't win crap. Tony, <laughs> Tony almost went to bat. Literally, <laughs> Tony, Tony was trying to score lunch with Leland, mm-hmm. and so because uh, what? Here's the thing: there was a little bit of there was a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I feel about vaping and how we've gone to bat for vaping the vaping industry on the show. Uh, not just because of Tony, but it's important to me as well. 
we got to get Leland on board with that as well, because Leland right. obviously has a very powerful voice right. and knows a lot of people. And when it comes up again, because it will come up again, some sort of vape ban in one of these, you know, bills that are just packed with garbage and we're spending trillions of dollars. Uh, we got to have as many people on our side as possible to stop it. Right. You know, because it's it's thousands of jobs in the state of Alabama, hundreds of businesses. It's just it's a whole thing. But. Anyway, point being, we had a good time. Tony's going to have to figure out a different way to have lunch with Leland. Um, well, I'll just get them together myself, and we'll do a powwow. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that lunch with Leland, uh, you know, I think went over $1,000. Mm-hmm, 1000 And Tony was like, let's do it, man. He's like, <laughs> I'll drop... It's like, I'll drop a grand on it, which, you know, it was more than just it's for charity. It was for yeah. the veterans organization. So that's re- really what it came down to. But it was just kind of having fun while donating to a good cause. I think we had over a thousand dollars. Don't quote me, but I think there was over a thousand dollars in tips that were just for the bands on stage. Oh, nice. Like in cash. Mm-hmm. So and all that money goes to the organizations as well. So nice. we raised thousands of dollars for these two two veteran organizations. Good. Tony says the lunch went for $2,000. Good Lord. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. Yeah, it is. Whew. Leland told me one day, he's like, I figured we can get two or $300 out of uh, bidding on lunch with me at Chubb Fathers. $2,000. That's a lot. I was like, uh, I wanted to put up a one night in a hotel room with John Bird and just no holds barred, whatever you want to do. What? Yeah. What kind of a... People pay good money. This women is, women is, would pay good money for that. This is what happens when you let Andrew decide stuff like this. And uh, we would document it. We would actually have a camera crew in the in the hotel room to document whatever and happens. Can, can I just say the the advertising at the top of your screen right here is very puzzling to me. Sheen, you want to look, look at, at it? But look at the the four eyes. What do we got here? Oh, okay. What is this? <laughs> it just looks very awkward. Got what seems to be some sort of plug, maybe that would. Um, <laughs> Go in your backside, nice swimsuit for $12, a giant pickle that you can do whatever you want with, and then a... Looks uh, like somebody that's preparing, and I'm sitting here staring at this for this entire time going, what is he looking up? And shorts that are made out of one of Trisha's blankets that she uses here at the house. Or like right now. Yeah, this this blanket. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why that's I have That's very that awkward imagery. <laughs> <laughs> Bama Phoenix says he would have uh, been entertained by the John Bird deal. Oh my gosh, there's no telling. Brian says twenty three dollars and a trip to Bucky's, and you can get Andrew to join. That's what. Um, God, what's what would have been a way I could incorporate Bucky's into it? Like, like if we came up with, and I should have thought further ahead, but if we came up with an idea of. You know, me contributing to the silent auction. What would have been a good thing? Like, what? What do come you guys us, think? Can watch us get married at Bucky's, right? <laughs> we could have done a spot on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. Although the studio is a disaster right now. Yeah, the cats have pulled. It seems like half of the uh, 
Can, let me just show you what what's what's near me in the studio right now, and y'all obviously can't see it, but hold on. Toilet paper, paper plates. <laughs> this is what happens when Andrew McLean goes to the grocery store. By the way. <laughs> Everything's in giant size. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's like four bags of that kind of stuff. Hmm. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. You know what? More. I don't even. Is this something you got for Peyton? I don't know. It just looks good. <laughs> Tony told me this stuff was good, so he's, I got it. He's got like four bags of that over there. Um, what is this stuff? Soundproofing, where the cats have pulled it off the walls. We've got to get in here and fix it. It's a mess. <laughs> but we got plenty of toilet paper. Well, okay, so the reason why that stuff is in here is because um, I bought a cabinet during quarantine or like right after to start like i wanted to start canning food you call it quarantine like we actually quarantined well we I didn't. don't want people to think that we didn't we were think working through the whole time for covid not but i wanted to learn how to can and you can't store it i couldn't store it out in the garage so i brought the cabinet in here so i built a cabinet bought a cabinet built it put it in here and then your mom's plans got canceled to come down here, so we never did all that canning. So all of those groceries are in that cabinet now, waiting for when we can can. Does that make sense? But that's why they're in here, so we could put it in. That's where our excess food storage is, because our garage is not climate control. We can't put it out in the garage. It's not climate change. It's not climate control yet. I do want to eventually... Um, insulate it and put drywall up out there but for now the cabinet's in the studio speaking of climate change mm -hmm. it was hot today <laughs> yes it was me and tony trading vapor went to top golf yes first time tony has been to top golf did he and enjoy it he well he hasn't played golf in 20 years okay and so, Tony is a very competitive person. So now he'll be there once a week. We, <laughs> we call him Tony Gump, all right? Okay. Um, because he does everything, and he does everything well. You know, pool, you know, soccer, parcheesi, chess, mm -hmm. you know, he just does everything. He even, I'm sure he even knits. Like, mm -hmm. And this is not, like, if, if Tony goes up and tells a random person all the stuff that he's really good at, they never believe him. Right. But I've actually seen the stuff, so... We got to top golf. He's worried that he's going to get out there and suck because he hasn't played in so long. Right. And he gets out there, and the first couple hits are kind of bad, and then he proceeds to crush me for the rest of the day. Then he's off to the races. And yeah, and now it's, uh, I'll never catch him. Like he, he literally, and I've been to top golf a hundred times, and he still crushed me. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've been quite a few times. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. It is. We got, see, Tony and I have got this thing. He said he was lucky. Um, 
Tony and I talk about a lot of stuff in, in the sense of outside of politics and the Fed and the federal and, and the, you know, the, the people that print the money and the, the family the that Roth starts. Ch- oh, we don't want to say the starts word. Starts with R. <laughs> you get this freaking thing banned. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff, including our health, which we talked about today. And mm-hmm. I was explaining to him how I got to get some weight off. Right. I'm I'm extremely, I'm morbidly obese at this point. Right. And we were coming up with ideas, and he was telling me today, he's like, man, I, I feel better than I've felt in a year. He's like, and it's because I started walking. I started yeah. on the treadmill, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's... It's it's made such a difference. Just not doing anything crazy, not not running, not incline, just walking for a certain amount of time right. per day. He's like, and and I think that's what I needed. He's like, my stress is alleviated some. It's just all these things. And he said the biggest thing is is that it works your digestive system. This is mm-hmm. research that he's been doing throughout the few days. Right. <laughs> And so then the conversation turns to our poop. I'm sure it does. Okay. Yeah. And he tells me about his poop from that morning. And I said, you know what? I had the same experience this morning. And I think, because I did a lot more walking and running around and everything last week from all the stuff we had to do. I said, I took a massive poop twice today. Wow. Yes. And it was a little bit of a hassle, but when I got up after I was finished, and I probably (laughs) sat there for 30 minutes, and don't act like y'all don't do this. She turned around and looked at it, and I was like... You're impressed, weren't you? Wow. I've got to be 15 pounds lighter right now. That's disgusting. And so, of course, you know, took a couple plunges to to get her down. (sighs) But I did that, and then I'm sitting in the living room. I'm like, I got to go again. Same thing. Massive. Absolutely <laughs> massive. And uh, it, it had to have been well, hanging. Why don't you and Tony start walking? Well, we can. I, listen, hey, that's, what he, that's what he wants to do. Here's the thing. I fell, what, on February 15th. Wait, wait, before you get in that, let me finish my poop story so oh, I don't forget. God, I was trying to interrupt it. Then, so... Sorry, guys. I the tried. <laughs> big thing was, is the color. Oh, my God. Can we not? And so, like, when it comes to the color of your poop, right? I, if it's darker, that means it's been hanging out in there longer. Is that right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've never studied this. So, it was dark, and and I don't mean like um, black, but more like a, you know, Hershey's dark chocolate type of deal. And so I was like, man, that may have been really healthy for me. If that was hanging out inside of me, there's no telling what it was probably ravaging my body. Anyway, go ahead. What you eat also will determine the color. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. So you got injured. So, I got injured last year on February 15th. I fell and broke my arm and wrist. And I also tore my knees. Like the muscle, what is it? The tendons? Is that what it's called? Behind my kneecaps? It's I have your, to have surgery. It's your bone jam. 
my bone jam, <laughs> my, my bone jam's gotten a brawl with yeah. the concrete, and I have to have surgery. And he wants to walk, but I it hurts my knees. And so I want to start swimming every day. And so I've got to get this one in the yard to help me build my pool so that I can start swimming every day. You can go walk with Tony. I'll swim. And then when I get some weight off and have my surgery, I can walk with you guys. Or y'all can just keep doing it. And then we'll all take big poops together. No, we still won't do that. My mom says, you are killing me, Andrew. (laughs) I promise you guys, I did not teach him to discuss his poop in public. You know what's so funny is when we were at the, the event the other night, I actually said that to someone. And then I got secondhand embarrassment because she was like, you're Trish. I know all about the time this happened and that happened. Mm. And I was like, I don't even listen anymore. I said, because I'll turn the radio on and he'll be in the middle of talking about poop. And then I get upset and text him and I'm like, I have to stop doing that. So Mm. I just quit listening to the show. And she just kind of looked at me funny like, why are you talking about poop? Uh, well, <laughs> so, she's, she's like I don't know what you're talking about. So on this whole weight loss thing, you guys know we've talked to you guys about this before. We've started and stopped and all that stuff. I actually rehired my trainers from years ago. Um, they're out of Florida. They're online trainers. Love them, Alan and Crystal Roberts. Um, Alan's got a little bit of a potty mouth. He does, but not in person like he does on his YouTube channel. But if you guys ever need like any guidance in that department, they have wonderful YouTube channels. It's Alan and Crystal Roberts. Anyway, um, but because my work offers $100 a month towards your fitness, you know, it could be a gym membership or whatever, I've, I'm able to do this again with Alan and Crystal. They have like a hunger management um, app that's kind of like my fitness pal where you can get food ideas from other people that are clients and log all your stuff, like your weight and what you ate and your blood pressure and all that, which I went to the doctor last week. My blood pressure's perfect. My resting heart rate's great. Like um, it's still almost an athletic range, which is amazing because I haven't been a quote unquote, quote unquote athlete in like four years, but it's still very, very good. Um, but they've got an app, you know, and we get to meet with them once a week. I'm going to get it to weigh on the scale in front of them. So that's going to help. Um, and I meet with them Tuesday and hopefully we'll be getting like a whole new meal plan to where we can start eating, you know, have a little more guidance, you know what I mean? In that department. And we're going to do exactly what they tell us to do. And everyone in the house is going to do it. It's not going to be just me. It's going to be everyone in the house. So It's going to be everybody. I'm excited about it. Andrew's always been very supportive. He'll eat whatever I need him to. That's not a problem. The kids are going to be a little bit harder <laughs> in that department. But mm-hmm. um, I'm excited about that. That starts Tuesday. Yeah, I, I'll go with the flow. I just, I've got this... And I think part of it is psychological, but this thing about how when I eat during the day, it makes me so tired. Mm -hmm. I think part of that is my inability or unwillingness to control portions because I get so hungry. But then when I don't eat during the day because I'm trying to avoid being tired, I end up gorging out at night. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because I've gone all day without eating and then that food sits on my stomach all day. Well, I think part of your problem is that you don't move enough because your jobs have primarily been sitting. Um, And so you don't move enough. So when you do eat during the day, it makes you sluggish. Whereas if you were burning energy and up moving, that wouldn't happen. I remember a time in my life where I would think, man, it's got to be so nice to have a job where you get to sit in an office. I'd be working in these hot, nasty warehouses and fab shops and everything. It was just like, ugh. And now I'm like, sitting a sitting down job is going to kill me. Yeah, I mean there's benefits to everything you do in life and and disadvantages, so you just you know. Well, and, and I want to go back you were talking about the listener that uh you were talking about poop too. <laughs> and they were like, "What?" So, <laughs> that's her an- name was Michelle. <laughs> well, that's another thing about listeners, they will come to you and I had this happen multiple times Thursday. They'll come to you and they'll say, oh my gosh, when you said X, Y, and Z, that was the funniest thing. I was in my car crying. I was laughing. So, and it's stuff I don't even remember saying. Right. And so, you, But you have to go with the flow because, well, you've said it. Right. And you would look pretty stupid if you don't remember what you said. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then there was one where the lady, and I actually do remember this because I've said it multiple times, but... She's like, when you were talking about getting a, if you got a radio award, you would throw oh, yeah. it in the trash live on the air. She's like, I thought that was so funny. And so now I'm like, I got to stick to it. <laughs> so if I do get a radio award, I have to throw it in the trash. Now you know how politicians feel. They say something and then they got to. Nah, they don't have to do it. They never uh-huh. do it. Um, But yeah, it's. I don't know if it was like a really big award, like mm-hmm. nationally, maybe I'd accept it. I think it just, it's going to depend on the the circumstances because if I get one of these ABA awards, yeah. the Alabama Broadcasters Association, <laughs> no offense that anybody that's gotten those awards before, mm-hmm. but I think it's dumb because I think it's got, I think it all revolves around politics and who you know right and so i i don't want to get an award because of who i know i want to get it because i'm the best daggum 12 to 2 host (laughs) on 99.5 that's why i want it and so (laughs) i'll um i'll throw and i've seen some really really uh untalented hosts win those awards too so Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Well, all I'm saying is I want a pool and I want it built this week. I'm going back to that because I want you to say right here on this air that you're going to help me build that pool this week. Boy, if there's going to be something I deserve an award for. (laughs) I want to start swimming every day. I can swim twice a day. I work from home. Yeah. I could get so much good exercise if I was swimming every day. Trish would literally have her laptop and headset. I would. I already asked my boss this week. I already asked my boss this week. I said... I want to start sitting outside during the day and working, but I'm so worried because it's so hot in Alabama. And she's like, do it. As long as it's not raining, it's fine. Do it. It'll let you know if it's too hot. Mm. So are you going to make a pledge that this week we can put the pool up? I mean, it was supposed to be my Mother's Day thing. And it's been like a month. Yeah, but originally your Mother's Day thing was going to be a 
A mirror. What? It was going to be mirror. a mirror. And then I called you and I said, can we change to a pool? A mirror we sounds even, so much better. Yeah, but we didn't even have to buy the pool. All we have to do is put it up. We already have the pool. All we got to do is put it up. What if I bring listeners over here to help put it up? <laughs> I just want it up. I don't care how it gets up so that I can swim in it by next week. And then yeah. you and Tony can start walking. You guys could go to the track right down here and start walking every day. It's 10 minutes from his house. Well, I think we're just going to loop the neighborhood here. Well, fine. Then y'all can come in here and do a 30-minute show every night. Hmm. Talk about all the stuff you talked about on your walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says, does Andrew work tomorrow? Kim, don't. Don't well, and he told me yesterday he really wanted to do something involving water tomorrow. What's a better thing involving water than building Trisha Kim, pool? Kim, stop. Stop it right now. <laughs> stop. No, Kim. Bad Kim. I love you, Kim. She's got my back, see? Um, I love Kim, too, but stop. So... Here's the thing, and, and I think this is what's prevented me. One, I, I feel like putting a pool up is a nightmare waiting to happen. After you get through the nightmare process of putting it up, mm -hmm. then you've got the maintenance, which is also a nightmare. Because I'll take care of that. You got to deal with pH levels and I'll chlorine and yeah, and cleaning it and everything. And then on top of that, the way our yard is structured. It's not, I mean, there's portions of the yard that's kind of flat, but not flat, not not level. So the way it works is our neighbor on the other side of our fence in the backyard, downhill. they are well below us. Oh, it's yeah. downhill. So if something happens and the wall gives on any side of that pool, these people's house will be flooded. Not I mean, just their yard, so. but their house. We have insurance. It's not our fault they built their house. I mean, home. do we really have insurance? Because our insurance company sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure about that. I'm not so sure either. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let's not bring that up. I found out our insurance is going up another $200 a month. And we have no idea why. I know. It's I'm like, so tired of this. I'm so over it. When it comes to... <clears throat> Let's get back to the pool. I don't even uh, want to talk about the insurance. It's, it's going to upset me. It's just one thing after another with those people. It's going to upset me. I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about our finances. Let's talk about the pool. Get I want the budget the pool. out. Let's talk Listen, about it. Listen, the yard guy came last week. I love Alex so much. And I only call him the yard guy. So he get, that's what I have him in the Yeah, finance. Alex Jones is our yard guy. <clears throat> anyway, he came last week. I told him what I wanted to do. He was like, you have the perfect spot in your yard. And you won't even have to level it. And he walked back there and showed me where to put it. So he knows. He mows that thing every two weeks. He knows. if, And he said he put one up at his house. So he has experience. I trust his judgment. And you can build a retaining wall if you yeah. don't feel comfortable. Did you hear? I said Alex Jones is our yard guy. Did you know that was his last name? Is it really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was his last name. Yep. Alex Jones. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> no, his name is not Jones. Oh, I was like, wow. It's like some weird name I can't pronounce. And that's okay. I love Alex. But anyway... So, if you're that worried about it, we can build a retaining wall around it later on. But I need to start swimming every day. Because I can't go walk. I used to walk. I used to walk four to six miles a day. 
it's not that I don't like to walk. It's just I know that it's hurting me more than helping me right now. Yeah. You know. Plus, my trainer says swim. Swim, swim, swim when you have injuries. <laughs> Here is audio of what it will sound like while I'm putting up the pool. You ready? <laughs> yes. This is what it's going to sound like. <laughs> That's enough. That hurts my ears. <laughs> Live looking. Andrew putting up a pool. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as hard as you think. Oh, it's going to be awful. I don't think so. Uh, anyway, let's not talk about Let's enjoy no, our podcast. I, I, I need you to commit because I think we've had this conversation before. Okay, for tomorrow. <laughs> all right. I can do it tomorrow. I just said by this time next week. That gives you a whole week. Okay, fine. Okay. Yay. I've only I've only got to mentally, physically, financially prepare myself to drive halfway across the country in two weeks and then come back and I don't know. I just I'm just stressed out about everything in I general. It's a lot going on right now. I dread I dread <laughs> that trip. I'm excited to see my mom. Yeah, I'm glad for my sister to get married, but it's a long drive. It's just so much to deal with, and... Gas is like $18 an hour. We're, we're at an all-time high on gas prices, and all I can think is... Let's do go, we need Brandon. To, yeah, let's go, Brandon, and do we need to take ramen noodles with us to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner while we're there? No, we'll just fast. Now, we're doing it, this new weight loss thing. Let's just fast. When it comes to the wedding and the reception, I'm taking a bucket. <laughs> and I'm just stu- I'm stuffing food in that bucket and taking it back to the hotel room to feed my family until we get home. <laughs> most, most of the time they have goodie bags to go when you're family. From Lord have like mercy. Kim said, can't you fly? <laughs> yeah, we can, but it's just... It's as, too expensive. It's probably more expensive than driving. Yeah, it is. It's too expensive for all of us to go that way. Yeah. Uh, flying, I'm not a big fan of flying, but I, I would... If it oh, was a feasible, yeah. I'd absolutely do it. Yeah, it's too expensive. <laughs> Oy vey. Oy vey. So, anyway. They say money can't buy you happiness, but man, it would be nice. <laughs> I bet I could find some happiness. I bet to buy. I could too. <laughs> bet you. I you could. don't even do the budget. If you did the budget and had to stress over finances like I do, I'd have a heart attack. Oh my god! You just go to work. I have heart palpitations <laughs> when you mention the budget. I know he literally shuts down. You guys, it's I'm a Dave Ramsey girl. I've been a Dave Ramsey girl since I was 23 years old, and so I'm like a budget budget minded person. Yeah. And it stresses him out as soon as I'm like, and I'm not, I don't harass him about it, do I? No. I'm very gentle about it. No. I'm not, you know, I'm the nerd. He's the free spirit. But, <laughs> but good for her, lucky for her that she's got a man that just says, here's my monies. Yep. Handle do it. something with it. <laughs> handle it. Give me, I do feel bad because you'll send me a message like, I've been sitting here waiting 30 minutes. Can you please send me some money? So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, will you please send me $15? <laughs> I know I got paid last night, but can you please yeah. give me $20 of my money, please? <laughs> I just got paid and I need to borrow $20. <laughs> 
That's a true story. Well, that and, happens like every four. Well, or five that days. wouldn't have to happen, but I don't have a debit card. I know I to our account. I've got my own debit card, but there's no money in there. I feel ever. like they're having to listen to our per- personal conversation right now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We're subjecting you guys. This is a little behind the scenes. Well, this is why this is the purpose of Over the Line. Yeah, that's true. We just chit chat with our with our friends. It's so they can hear our personal business. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to talk about it on the air anyway. So that's true. Yeah. At least this way you get my side. That is true. Um, but now we don't normally do politics, but it, since it's this is kind of a show that's a wrap up of the week. Mm-hmm. We did have a big election on Tuesday. Yes. And that's um, all we're going to say about that. <laughs> Meemaw <laughs> Ivy, uh, she won her primary, so she'll likely be the governor for another four years or you know they say she's got a lot of health problems and that she probably isn't going to make it another two years so yeah um don't know and then you've got uh the senate race which will be a runoff just in a couple weeks between uh katie Britt and mo brooks Mm -hmm. and i will take credit for that 100 percent because 100 percent. i was the last person i was the last person to do an interview with mo brooks before he before we got the election results at least i think i was maybe i wasn't but we had him on at one o'clock while the election was happening and polls closed at seven so yeah we had them on six hours before the close of the polls. Before we voted. Even before we voted. And mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I, you know, I'm I'm going to see how this interview goes, and then I'm going to decide if I'm going to vote for you or not. I was pleased with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did cast our vote for Mo Brooks, but uh, I'm beginning to like Mo Brooks more and more because he's he's now got this edge. Ever since we did that interview... He's very vocal about election fraud all of a sudden. Remember what messed him up when it, we, at the rally we were at? And he said, you know, quit yeah. looking back at the 2020 election. Let's concentrate on the next one. He still stands by that, but mm-hmm. he is adamant about defending the theory that the election was st- I can't say it. They'll pull this down. Yeah. So, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Mo Brooks. Well, you can talk more about it on Tuesday. (laughs) I want to play the interview from today. I'm sure you do. Go ahead and play it. Get it out of your system. He was on Fox News. and (laughs) He's got it ready, I bet. (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it. So, he was on Fox News... And he he was on with what's her name Sandra Smith right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is what is going on here? And they started talking about the uh the upcoming Senate race. Somehow they got on the topic of. Election. Uh, who um, wins federal election contest? Well, on the topic of election fraud. And he did not pull any punches, and I was absolutely fascinated about it. Here's just a portion of it. Uh, I'm going to give you about a minute. 
instead of playing the whole thing. But just so you know, we'll play this on the show Tuesday as well. Listen. Don't go into that. All right. Don't I go into that. Though, the courts do not note. have the. Wait a minute. No, no. I'm getting. I'm getting in the last word on this one because you just made a false statement. Okay. The courts are not the final arbiter of who wins federal election contests. Congress is. That is required by the United States Constitution. That is required by the United States Code for congressmen and senators and the president. So don't be surprised that courts quote, don't me, usurp the power that is quote, authorized the United States Congress. Let me just quote the GOP commissioner in Wisconsin in the Wall Street Journal uh, today. Printed, and I will read it verbate. He said, There is no evidence that election fraud is the reason Trump lost in Wisconsin, and that is not for lack of looking. His advice to your party is to pivot away from these conspiracy theories focused on the issue that affects Wisconsin families and their pocketbooks. Sir, I want to move on to January okay, 6th. Okay, then look, at the, look the at the look at the judge's opinion. Look at the judge's opinion in Pennsylvania that talked about over 2 million illegal ballots cast. That was their court order. Look Sir, at the uh, special investigation of a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice who found significant voter fraud at nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. Look at the 2000 Mules documentary that has come out. Look at how many mass mail out of ballots there were across okay, the United I, States for which we have no security. Okay, um, and, and that has been looked at and fact-checked by multiple outlets, oh, including oh, Reuters, who oh, had oh, been fact-checked by Reuters. They get so squeamish on Fox News when they mention 2,000 mules. And they're part of it. They're freaked out by it. Remember Sandra mm -hmm. Smith, like, a couple days after the election, and they had a lady on saying, hey, there's a lot of questions about what happened in this election that we need answered. And we're not sure that Biden won this thing. She didn't realize her mic was on. And she was like, what is she talking about? We've already called it. Mm-hmm. Sandra Smith, you suck. You suck. Anyway, but I'm a fan of Mo Brooks. That just confirms it for me. Uh, I'm no Dell Jackson, but I do like the idea so uh, of uh, Senator Mo Brooks because that's vitally important. I think that's it on politics. We we obviously had the huge tragedy on Tuesday as well with. The shooting. Right. And we discussed maybe going into detail about that on this show. We can, I guess we can briefly talk about yeah, it. We I, were going to bring one of my cop buddies on to talk about active shooter situations. Mm -hmm. But we yeah, didn't. we've been talking to several of our friends that are teachers, um, people that work in the school system, as well as police officers, kind of finding out what. You know, the processes, the protocol, obviously you don't want to give away, you know, what schools actually do to protect, but there's so much coming out right now that makes this thing so questionable. I don't want to talk about it, you know? I yeah. Just, I want to get the facts first because there's so much speculation flying all over the place. I just, I don't want to talk about it and disrespect Well. Let's anyone here's until I know what actually happened if we actually find that out. And what we do know is that uh, the shooting took place. Right. Uh, the the kid gets into the school through an open door. Mm -hmm. A teacher props the door open. Yeah, but they're saying that it was during an active lockdown already. Yeah, she goes out to the car to get her phone, leaves the door propped open, and then comes back inside and does not close it. Mm -hmm. It was already a lockdown deal because he was he was 
just right down the street shooting at a funeral home because they were looking at him when he crashed his truck. So if we're going to do this, let's do this. So why, if they're in an active lockdown, that means the doors are locked. You don't come in and out. I know that. Correct. So why is she going to her car for her phone? Right. I mean, you could obviously understand why she wanted her phone, but how how are you allowed to go out? But anyway, it, no, not anyway. I don't want to brush over. That. No, we're not. We're not going to. But yeah. I gotta I gotta lay out the, what we know real quick. Okay. So he then goes in. Within like four or five minutes, cops are there. They get up to nineteen cops in that school. Local police, surrounding police, mm-hmm. somebody within the local police possibly the police chief, Mm -hmm. decided to label this as a barricaded suspect situation instead of an active shooter. From what they said, most of the shooting happened within the first four minutes right before they came in, Mm -hmm. and the only shooting that was going on once they were in there was at the door to keep them at bay. And after you know, 30, 45 minutes, the Border Patrol BORTAC team, which is like the Navy SEALs of the Border Patrol, uh, they were being told they could not go in there and eliminate the suspect because it was a barricaded suspect situation. They finally said, screw you, dude. We're going in here, went in there and killed him. So the question is now how many kids could have been saved that were in there bleeding out or how many more did he shoot? while they would not go in there because of the orders from somebody within the local police. That's what we know. And with all those scenarios, how do you... The thing is, if you don't want people to be conspiracy theorists, quit letting conspiracy theory stuff happen. Right. You know, and and I'm not saying anything about this it is so tragic. It's right. real, but bad, bad decisions were made. Well, that. and and I have so many problems with the situation. First of all, the reason I started talking to teachers and people in the school system, I wanted to find out what what their plans at their different school systems were, and how they keep. Because I know in our community, you have two buzzers that have to be pushed before you can enter the school. And when you enter the school, you only have access to the office. Um, The doors do not push from the office into the building. You have to be buzzed into the building from the office. Um, So no one's walking through there. This is just not happening. As a parent, I stood outside of the school waiting to be buzzed in, could not get in several on several occasions because there's no one in the office to let me in. Um, the teachers have their doors locked. This is at our school system. You know, I know what the protocol is at our school system. So I started asking people that were in different states that I know, um, as well as our own, just in different school systems, what do you guys do? And then do you know what the protocol is for the police when they're supposed to come? Because I do not believe that one man on scene made the decision in a situation like that. There has to be, like, this is basic protocol for a situation like this. Something this important, I wouldn't see them allowing one person to make a judgment call on in the heat of the moment. And maybe they do, and I'm just ignorant to it. 
Yeah. But, well, but that that's the kind of stuff I want to know about before I speak on it. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's something we've got we've all got to wait on before we can really know anything else going forward. Who right. who is the guy that made that decision and why did he make? Well, that and you hear stories and and we don't know that these are true. This is stuff that's being reported on the news. But you guys know people want to be the first to put news out, so they will say things that are incorrect because they're not held responsible anymore when they report things inaccurately so it's hard to trust the news but you hear stories of parents that got off work drove 40 minutes got arrested trying to get into the school got the handcuffs off went around the barricades went in and got their children while the shooter's still in there and came back out you're hearing stories of this there's tiktok videos everywhere of parents trying to get around barricades into the school while police are outside doing nothing and it's just hard for me to understand how not one police officer said, I don't care what you're telling me to do. There's a man in there with all these children with a gun. I'm going in. It's just very hard for me to, to, to wrap my brain around someone not just going, I know that's what he told me on that side of the school to do, but I'm going in there. There's There could be kids being killed. You well, know? and that's what ultimately happened, but the tragedy is the fact that, that it took happened. took so long. So It took so long. So, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll obviously have more podcasts coming right. up, and as you know, it unfolds, we can kind of talk more about it, and we'll be talking about it on the radio. Yeah, and I just, I want to talk to people that are actually... In involved in this, police officers obviously they don't want to tell us what that's what they do in the communities because they don't want to you know future suspects maybe to know how to get around these things. But I want to know what the protocol is. I want to know do the teachers know what to expect when they're on lockdown from the police department? Is that what actually happened? You know, those are the kind of questions I want to know before we talk about it in depth. Right. You know. So it's a lot. I mean, it's a terrible situation and you don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. You know, and speculate and make it worse because it's just heartbreaking. But and then obviously uh, the gun control calls get louder and louder. And it's why I I beg of you all to get down to Blaine County Tactical Mm -hmm. and exercise your Second Amendment. One, because the world's crazy. And two, you don't know. You don't know when Republicans will fold and all of a sudden you can't buy an AR-15 because they've put it in some bill as some sort of assault weapon, even though the function of it is no different than a handgun. Right. So. Well, and I've never understood the whole argument of take everyone's guns away because if someone is wanting to do something like this, they'll go through whatever it takes to get the guns to do this okay that's never going to stop so taking you know citizens guns away that are law-abiding and that want to protect themselves and how many people are protected every day with a gun yeah and you don't hear those stats if you if we had a magic wand we could wave and find out the number of lives that were saved because of a good guy with a gun it would overwhelmingly outshadow mm-hmm. the the people that were killed um, by by guns the thing they talk about what could have there's no law that you could have passed that would have stopped this from no, happening absolutely you not. may could have had a law that kept him from buying that particular gun but he would have got his hands on something um what should have happened though and I I know Nathan would 
probably feel the same way about this, but as an FFL uh, holder, if you have a federal firearm license Mm -hmm. and you are a gun dealer, you, as the store owner, have the ability to deny anybody service just as you would any other place, right? And I'm sure he has. For whatever reason, yes. He's done it multiple times. And when that, the way that kid looked... He's scrawny. He's dressing like a girl. He's wait a minute. You know we don't know. <laughs> you can't judge somebody just based on that. Though. Well, his he looks very suspicious. But you've got to tie that with the fact that he was buying what some reports say were twenty five hundred dollars worth of ammo. Yeah, now that's suspicious. Yeah. Uh, you've got to you you really need to consider the red flags that are popping up when somebody's buying something, depending on what they're buying. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, mass shooters kind of look a certain way. Well, and, and it's, so, it's probably hard right now, too, though, because a lot of people are stocking up stuff just because they think there's going to be a ban or a shortage. Yeah. You know, and from the pandemic, people are stocking up on stuff like that, too. So that's got to be, you know, hard to determine what someone's motive for buying that kind of stuff is. Yeah. You know? Well, so. it's a whole thing. Well, again, really we'll talk, talk more about it. Uh, in the coming days, uh, uh, there'll be more discussions on the radio this week as well. Uh, I'm kind of excited to get back on the radio Tuesday. I feel like I've been rejuvenated by Jawbone Jam and, and Top Golf, <laughs> Top Golf, and having a whole day off work. <laughs> people just, you know, generally, it's it's easy to to underestimate or even forget how many people listen to you right. when you're on a station like 99.5 it is it is really a privilege mm-hmm. that so many radio people do not have people that are that do the same thing i do but they're in smaller markets they're mm-hmm. in cities that don't have a lot of listeners they're you know just different things where i'm at a station in the lunch hour it's 100,000 watts. That is the by far the most popular talk station in the state. Um, I think I, I underestimate the, the power the reach that, you have, that yeah. that has yeah. in, in the reach uh, and the influence, really. And I'm not looking to really right. have influence. I just want people to be informed. Be I do... I do really enjoy being able to tell people my opinions. I mean, everybody would love to do that, but, um, you know, part of it comes from a place of wanting to do something, no matter how insignificant it may be, to help save the country mm-hmm. from what could happen. Well, and I remember one lady in particular who um, came up and she said, I just want you to know that I get so many people to listen to you. All age ranges, I, you know, tell them, you've got to listen to this show. He's so informed. He knows what's going on. He stays on top of it. And that was very impressive to me because she was like, I just really turn a lot of people onto your show because I feel like you are making a difference. And I feel like you're going to go somewhere with this. And I just, her in particular, I just remember thinking, wow, he is reaching people, you know? It's weird. 
It's really weird. It, it is because you're <laughs> just my sleeveless wearing Fortnite partner. I know. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy that's got like real problems and <laughs> don't want to talk about the budget. Know, don't want to put the pool up. <laughs> I got mental and emotional issues and like. So it's just crazy because I was telling Tony today, I'm like, man, it was probably three to four weeks before I got my first internship, my only internship mm-hmm. um, that I had. I was at a point in my life, the lowest point of my entire life. And I had told myself in my head, hey, I know you wanted to be on the radio since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. It's been your lifelong dream, but it's not going to happen. Your life's in shambles. You're a mess. You're, you know, you've never accomplished anything. You've, you've just, you're, you're not special. You, you don't have, you know, you just don't have it. You should have gone to college. You should have done this. So I had, I had admitted or conceded that. I was never going to be on the radio, and then life put me in a place where literally four weeks later, I was working at a radio station. Granted, I was working there for free for two months, but... That's how it works. um, I worked there for free for eight to ten hours a day, almost seven days a week, most most weeks. You are paying your dues. For two months. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I was fortunate enough to, I don't know if that situation was fortunate or not, but I was in a position where I could just work for free for two months. Mm -hmm. And it was just crazy because I'm like, man, I'd literally given up on this dream just days earlier and then boom, it fell in my lap. But you never know what's in store for you, you know? I had like a, you said, you're at your lowest moments, and yeah. your biggest door was about to open. You know. Yep, that's uh, some words of encouragement right mm-hmm. there for everybody. When you feel like your life is a mess, you're at the bottom, and this is the end. It it could turn around any moment. Um, that's right. In my memories on Facebook today, ten years ago today, I posted that I was about to start my first radio internship and I, my head was going to explode i was so excited and uh it ended up i ended up not getting the internship yeah you've told that story on here yeah yeah but yeah. it was so it's so cringy looking back on that stuff yeah and just facebook thinking, memories <laughs> thinking about the moment where i was telling everybody that i'm about to be working at a radio station everybody was so excited for me especially family and friends because they knew my life's goal was to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knew that that was what I wanted to do since I was a kid. So people were very excited. They're like, he finally made it. And then the next day I had to tell everybody um, I didn't I didn't get the internship. Yeah. So, Well, look at you now. Look at me now. And I wish, you know, I, I've i never had that. You know, I went to school to be a psychologist. I've got a degree in psychology. Not using it, obviously. Um, I never had a passion, though. There was never anything that I was like, I have to do this. This is what my calling is. You know, so the fact that you have that is a gift. Yeah. And then the fact that you get to actually do it is a gift. 
So it is. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate. Yep. Not just career wise, but as a parent and as a soon to be husband, mm-hmm. I could not be more grateful about how lucky I am. All right. Enough mushy bullcrap. Hey. Kim wants to know what do we think about Amber and Johnny? Oh, Amber Turd and Johnny Tip. We're back to Man, talking about this poop. girl. Oh, this girl. What do you guys think about it? Are you team Johnny or team Amber? I haven't been paying attention to the trial. Let me just start there. I've watched a few videos that pop up when I'm flipping She looks the like news. a liar, liar, pants on fire to me every time I look at her. Oh, she looks like a witch. Yeah. And yeah, she looks like she's lying, and, and that's problematic since she's, she's a an actor. <laughs> she should be able to play it off. Uh, you want to know my thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are that... When it comes down to it, I don't think that... I I think Amber Heard is a liar. And I think Johnny Depp should win this case. But then, I think something should happen and he doesn't get the money. He doesn't even want the money. It's not even about that for him, you know? I think, I think Johnny Depp is a scumbag personally because you remember back when trump was either first elected or he had he he was about to be elected and johnny depp alluded to the uh, the uh, alluded to donald trump being assassinated but did said it as if hey i'll do it like that's nothing to scoff at. That's pretty crappy. Right. So I, I I don't like Amber Heard, and she should lose, but then I don't want Johnny to win. Well, I want them both to, to lose. to me, it's very important because people that lie about things like domestic violence or SA, I don't think we can say the actual words on here, or racism, it, it, it detracts from real victims of those situations. You know, and I don't believe that Amber Heard is a victim. And I do believe that Johnny Depp may be a a victim of domestic violence. And there are a lot of men that are victims that are never heard, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to play this real quick. No pun intended. Never heard. (laughs) the, the, uh, The story of Johnny Depp saying that he wants to assassinate... The president. Secret Service telling NBC News this morning it is aware of Johnny Depp's comments. The actor is in the UK to promote a movie, but prompting a backlash overnight. Johnny Depp on stage at a music festival in the UK when, apparently speaking in jest, he referred to assassinating President Trump. When Depp brings up President Trump's name, the audience jeers. I think he needs help. And, uh, I don't know. A lot of wonderful dark, dark places he could go. Then Depp said this. By the way, this is going to be in the press. It'll be horrible. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Uh, uh, now... I want to clarify, I'm not an actor. 
I lie for a living. However, it's been a while. And maybe it's time. And maybe it's time. What a scumbag. And the audience cheering like, want a bunch of losers. Anyway, I, that's the point of that is I hope they both lose. <laughs> I hope they both lose bigly. So you hope that he has to give her 50 million and she has to give him 100? No, I hope she has to give him 50 million and then I hope Trump sues Johnny Depp and then Johnny Depp's got to give the 50 million to Trump and then Trump donates it to... His campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trump donates it to himself. I don't know. Well, <laughs> oh, something. Yeah, so that's my thoughts. Your thoughts are kind of the same thing. You think they're both? I like Johnny Depp. I, you know, I didn't know he said that, but he also looks like he's high on cocaine in that video. Right. So I, I wouldn't doubt if he wasn't um, not in his right mind when he said that. But yeah, well, I happen to like Johnny Depp. I just don't care about actors in general. So. He got a um, he got a visit from the Secret Service. But I'm what sure was, he did. So did Kathy Griffith. I'm sure. What was crazy <laughs> is that was just days or maybe a couple weeks, I believe, after the congressional. Baseball shooting. Yeah. And he said that. I mean, these actors feel like it's okay. What was it? What's her name? Dixie Chicks. The Natalie Maine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When she went... I feel like it's disrespectful. This is what upset me about what she said. I feel like it's disrespectful to go to another country and to talk bad about our country in general. I just feel like it's disrespectful. Yeah. Nowadays, I kind of understand it more than I did back then, but that turned me off of the Dixie Chicks just because I'm like, you know, you don't go to someone else's house and talk bad about your own. You keep that in your own four walls, you know? Well, that's kind of how I felt about it. When it comes to Johnny Depp, like, you know, they, everything, everybody talks about inciting violence. You said this or you said that, and it Mm -hmm. caused this. January 6th, for example. Right. They're trying to throw Trump in prison because of January 6th. Well, their words don't matter as much as, yeah, no, I get when it. When they do it, it's fine. Right. You know, they're all talking about um, harassing Trump supporters. We've seen the clips of Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi and everything. Anyway, yeah. by the way, Nancy Pelosi's husband just got arrested. He got arrested for DUI. DUI. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> That that was actually pretty shocking because I I was I just knew Nancy Pelosi. Why wouldn't Pelosi he have a driver? Would, well, I just figured Nancy Pelosi would get arrested for DUI before her husband would. But if you're Nancy Pelosi's husband, how could you not drink? Why wouldn't you have a driver when you have that kind of money? Yeah, I mean they're like, multi-millionaires. I don't, I don't under I don't understand like hundreds of millions. I don't understand why you don't have a driver. Yeah. Well, uh, that's kind of weird to me. Unless he's, you know, when I was younger, whenever I'd have a few drinks, I liked to drive. <laughs> and so I started giving my keys when I was younger. I started giving my keys to the people I was with and I'd say, do not allow me to drive after I've had a few drinks. Because I did. I liked to go roll the windows down, crank the music up and drive. And it just wasn't a good thing. That sounds awful. I know. So maybe that's maybe that's what it, he wanted his, uh, the wind to blow in his hair. Maybe. He wanted to crank up a little slipknot. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. Well, I think that's it for us on this edition of Over the Line. Anything else you need to add? No. I mean, 
No. No. I can't think of anything else. You said no. I mean, I mean, no. I'm just trying to think if there. I had all kinds of stuff that I'd save videos for for us to play on tonight's show, and then I just kind of decided that we'll do that next week. I I am. Uh, by the way, I am. I am uh, in support of something we've talked about time and time again. Putting up a pool. Oh yes, <laughs> the meet and greet for yes, over the line people. Yes, 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 yes. I don't think it would be that complicated to do. No, because we're talking about these OG people, and maybe there's some other people that would want to come, but we need to really start talking about putting that together. Okay, I think Tony could probably help us come up with some ideas. Tony and Amy, and so yeah. um, we'll discuss that okay. over the next couple of days, and then keep you guys in the loop. I. I, I'm, if we do it, I'm not going to mention it on the radio. No, I'm only going to no, talk no, no. about it on here. Yeah. Because I want it just to be kind of our core, our little core group. group. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, is that it? That's yeah, it for us. That's it. We're out of here. We appreciate each and every one of y'all as always. Oh, you know what? Hold on. He said movie night. Maybe everyone can go see Top Gun. I want to go see the new Top Gun. I do. I do not ever get excited about movies. I'm not a movie person. But do we? I'm want, excited about going to see Top Gun. Do we want to do something where we've all got to be quiet, or do we? No, want but a situation? we could go to like the Pell City thing where we could all hang out in the arcade and bowl and do all that kind of stuff, and then go watch yeah, the movie. True. You know, that would be that. so much fun. That's a good idea, Phoenix. <laughs> Tony said we could go do <laughs> Top Golf. We could do that too. That would be fun, actually. Yeah. Or go to a Stallions game together. Well, we could do that too, yeah. Come on, cuz. I got a bunch of tickets. I got a bunch of free tickets at uh it works. So I can't believe we haven't been to a single game yet. I know I'm devastated by that little tidbit. And then your little team won today. I was outside of the game today. You know, they were they were playing while we were at Top Golf. And it was so crazy because you could hear the roar of the crowd from right. outside. That's really cool. So we're getting a cool downtown. It's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. gonna be good. Mm-hmm. All right. We're out of here. For real this time. For real this time. And until next time. Bye guys. Circles. Ah, no.